All right, I think we're going to try to get started. We'll probably have a few more people joining us. Um, but first, I want to thank everyone for coming today and welcoming you to our new building. For those of you who haven't been here yet, um, we're delighted to have Dr. Team with us here today to talk about the FAO's new global initiative on uh, tackling post-harvest loss and food waste called Save Food. Um, as I'm sure a lot of you know, this topic has been actually picking up a little more steam lately in the news. The State Department's been focusing on it. Harvard released a pretty widely received study last month or two months ago uh, looking at post-harvest loss and food waste in the U.S. And um, so this is great timing to have Dr. Team with us here today to talk about some of the global initiatives that are underway and what the FAO is doing as a leader in this space. Um, as I'm sure all of you know, post-harvest loss is, and food waste is a huge challenge. About a third of all food goes to waste, and this is sort of split evenly between the developed and developing world for two different reasons. The developed world, we see a lot of food go to waste from overproduction and plate waste. And then in the developing world, you have the opposite challenge of um, poor infrastructure and pests and diseases, and so losing losing food in that in that sense. So it's only going to become a more a more a challenge that we're going to need to address um, more greatly as we look at the rise in that will, of food that we'll need to produce in the next 50 years. And then uh, because agriculture is such a big producer of greenhouse gases and a consumer of fresh water, it's really going to be essential to address the, the loss side of things and not just the productivity side of meeting food security challenges. So with that, I'm going to introduce Dr. Team. He's, he is the, uh, he's based in Rome and is both a livestock development officer in the Animal Production and Health Division and the technical officer for the FAO Interdepartmental Working Group on Food Waste and Food Loss. He is an expert in live product, livestock production and holds a PhD in animal breeding and genetics. Uh, I'd like to recognize a few people that are in the room today. Johanna Nessis, the director of our food security project here. And then we have um, Mr. Nick Nelson, who runs the Washington office of the FAO, and Gabe Lazier, who's helped us pull this together. And also Anna Applefield and Jawan June on the CSIS staff, who are probably running around, but they, they did all the logistics for this. Finally, I think since we have a fairly small group, it would be great to go around the table and briefly introduce yourselves so Dr. Team uh, has a sense of who's in the room. Maybe we can start over here. Great, okay, so I think we're gonna get started with the presentation and then we'll open it up to hopefully a lively discussion. Yeah, thank you very much, Christine, uh, for, for the introduction and also for the opportunity to talk to you here, to the group, and uh, to present our program on food losses and waste. In fact, uh, there's a long tradition of FAO working on post-harvest losses, which goes back to the 1970s. But then for, for, for a number of years and decades, uh, this subject was not very high on the agenda. And uh, it came back to us and, and to the center of our work about three, four years ago. And interesting enough, the, 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 the encouragement came from the private sector industry. It came from uh, an institution which then became our partner, which was organizing trade fairs for the packaging industry. And I think they were interested also to look at, at their role and how they can contribute to the reduction of food losses and waste. And they invited uh, FAO uh, to work together and look at the subject. And based on this, FAO commissioned a study, which was done by the Swedish Institute for Food and Biotechnology, uh, which 
put together the, the existing data and information that were available and also the, 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 the review of, of the literature. And uh, they prepared this report which came out in 2011, which concluded that about 1.3 billion tons of food is being wasted. I mean, if you put the zeros, it's, it's a really big figure. And this is about 30% of the food which is being produced globally. The report also looked into the different situation. It looked into the, the commodity groups. It looked also into the, the different uh, parts of the value chains from, from the production, the post-harvest, the processing, the distribution, and the consumption levels. And uh, you can see here the difference also between uh, the different commodities in, in food loss and weight, which range from 15% for dairy, for milk production, uh, up to 45% for roots and tubers. And you also see differences with respect to, to the, the different parts of the value chains for the different commodity groups. The report looked also where the losses occur and uh, what, it, what it found is uh, that the importance of losses in the earlier parts of, of the value change, the production, are very important in the developing countries, whereas uh, the losses, which we call waste, in fact, uh, uh, which occur at the, the, the distributor level and the consumer levels, are very relevant and important uh, in Europe, North Africa, and in the industrialized Asia, which includes uh, basically Japan, South Korea, and uh, China. Based on this work, uh, we have uh, also looked now recently more into the environmental aspects by using these data and uh, further developing this. Uh, there was a study by our natural resources group which looked into the, the, the impact of the food losses and waste on the environment by looking again at the total losses, by looking on the, the effect of CO2 emissions, on the use of water, the use of arable land, and the use of non-arable land, and also to some extent also on biodiversity. By grouping this, there, there were, they, 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 they grouped uh, eight uh, geographic regions and eight commodity groups, which made then 56 cells uh, of, of commodity groups. And uh, they, 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 they ranked them and uh, they, they came up with a total, uh, the, 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 the highest and the most important uh, contribution to food loss and waste which interestingly is vegetables in uh, industrialized Asia. The second rank was uh, cereals in industrialized Asia, and the third one was cereals in uh, South Asia and Southeast Asia. And the same was also done for, for, for the, the impacts on uh, the, the CO2 and uh, water and arable land, and it was also based on, on a per-person basis. So while the, 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 the total uh, losses are very high in, in Asia, and also per person, they're also, if you look at the, the CO2 emissions, and uh, for example, the, the dairy and the meat group, there is also, the North America is also uh, very high in the ranking of, of, of losses uh, from, from, from these production systems. You see here the two reports, uh, the, the one I mentioned, the first one, and uh, the other one is, is the latest one, which gives you all the details and the figures, and, and it gives you a lot of insight where the, where the losses occur and where also possible ways of, of, of reduction. And in, in together with this, there's also a toolkit, which is available also on our website, and you can also more look into the, the, the results which we have found. Well, I want to go briefly uh, through the causes and prevention of food loss and waste. Uh, I must say, really to do something, you have, you have to be specific for the regions and the commodity groups, but there are some general principles which I like to talk about. One is that in industrialized countries, food get lost 
when production exceeds demand, which is also uh, especially also important for for, uh, for for vegetables and fruits. And the way to prevent this is communication and cooperation between farmers. In developing countries, poor storage facilities, packaging, and lack of infrastructure cause post-harvest food losses, which is a very important component also and the reason for losses. And investments in infrastructure, packaging, and transportation are ways to, to deal with these problems. If food is unsafe or not fit for human consumption, it is also wasted. This is both for, for, for crop-based products, which can be contaminated with, with fungi or, or chemicals, but it's also, of course, important for, for, for livestock products. And it's to prevent this, uh, it is needed to develop knowledge and capacity of food chain operators to apply safe food handling practices and good biosecurity. There is a lack of processing facilities in developing countries, which is also contributing to high food losses. And there is a need to, to improve the investment climate for the agri-industry to, to deal with this. One possibility is also to develop contract farming linkages between processors and farmers. Well, you see here two different situations, uh, the, the, the plentiness of, of uh, product in, in, in our world and the developing regions, developed regions and uh, the, the, the chaotic situations in developing countries. So these are also contributing to, to the loss and waste. There are large quantities on display in a wide range of product and brands and supply that lead to food waste in industrialized countries and uh, the inadequate market system cause food losses in developing countries. Coming to the end of, of this uh, short uh, overview, there's also very often no access to good quality packaging material and technology of the small and medium scale food industry in developing country. And as I mentioned uh, at the beginning, this also was, was one of the motivations for our partner to start this initiative. Well, we know we have some general knowledge about food loss in, in, in supply chains that I've just mentioned to you. We know the causes of food losses and waste and the beneficial effects of reduction, but important shortage of information exists regarding the importance of the different causes, the impacts and the feasibility of solutions. So to do something, you need to be more specific and to, to, to take some action. We also know that loss reduction is more efficient than increasing food production and that the action largely has to come from the private sector and the consumers. And this has to be done along the whole food supply chain. But of course, it is also important that the public sector supports the initiatives with research and guidance. FAO approaches the subject of food losses and waste through the Safe Food Initiative. The Safe Food Initiative was established in partnership between FAO and Messe Düsseldorf. This is the organization which I mentioned to you at the beginning, which is a trade fair organizer. And the Safe Food Initiative is now the umbrella program of FAO for food loss and waste reduction. Our aim is to achieve collaboration and coordination of the worldwide initiatives on food loss and waste reduction. And we have presently 95 commercial companies who are partner of the initiative and 86 non-profit organizations. Unfortunately, not very many from your region, from, from, from North America. So we very much encourage also companies and organizations working for food loss and waste to join our initiative and contribute to the common goal. The Safe Food Program is basically based on four main pillars. The first one is awareness raising on the impact of and solutions for food loss and waste. The second one is collaboration and coordination of worldwide initiatives on food loss and waste reduction. The third one is policy, strategy and program development for food loss and waste reduction. And the fourth one is support to investment programs and projects implemented either by the private or the public sector. The starting point of work for us 
would be the clarification of the terminology related to food loss and waste. As this, is a, this will determine the collection interpretation of the data flows and the intervention that will take place for investments, regulatory development, and capacity building. We have some broad definitions, but if we really go into details, we find there are some difficulties to quantify it and also to compare the, the different estimates also from different uh, institutions and different countries. FAO is currently involved in, in, in working for, for, for an improved uh, definition of food losses and waste. And we are doing this in cooperation with other partners, including the EU Fusion Project, which is, uh, uh, to quantify, which is developing a quantification manual for indicators for the policy framework in, in the EU 28, which is basically to have a standard basis for, for calculation of uh, food losses and waste in the, in the EU countries to take action. The assessments available so far are rough, and still largely unknown are the quantities of food loss and waste per course, which also makes it difficult to prioritize and decide on interventions to have the maximum effect. FEO is also working on methodologies for field case studies in developing countries, especially for foodstuffs that are relevant to food and nutrition security, and that have supply chains starting with smallholders. So we have a clear focus on, on, on this aspect. And we have done already four pilot studies in Kenya, which uh, dealt with four value chains, with dairy, maize, fish, and the banana value chain. And we are starting a second set of case studies in India, which will deal in the next year with fish, dairy, rice, and lentils. In addition also to this, there is the FAO Statistics Division that launched in 2013 the Global Strategy to Improve Agriculture and Rural Development Statistics in supporting developing countries. And this initiative will also address methodologies and data collection on food losses. And as I mentioned before also, we are working with the EU Fusion projects in the quantification manual. Awareness raising is very important for us. And you see here a number of initiatives. We have a website, uh, we have a newsletter. Uh, we have also our partner, Messer Düsseldorf, is also promoting the Faith, Safe Food Initiative uh, during the affairs with, with, uh, with, the, with the commercial partners. We have initiatives uh, in the Asia Pacific region, in the Near East region, and we are also cooperating with UNEP for the Think, Eat, Safe campaign. Lastly, but least also, what I want to mention is the, the Milan Expo 2015, which is under the feeding theme, Feeding the Planet, Energy for Life. And uh, we also want to, to highlight uh, the, 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 the importance of loss and waste as a theme under the leadership of the FAO Director General. I mentioned that we, we, we very much uh, work uh, within partnership with other institutions. I mentioned UNEP, the UN, EU Consortium for Fusions, the OEC, the Global Food Banking Network. There's a Food for the Cities program by, uh, led by FAO and a number of other initiatives which you see here on the slide. And there are also another of uh, national in initiatives in Europe in Canada, South Africa, and Brazil, where we are involved and where we are exchanging ideas and experiences with these initiatives. Yes, I mentioned this. This is the Think, Eat, Safe, which is uh, specific. It is uh, developing and implementing ideas and programs for food waste, basically for, for the con consumer side, and it targets hotels, restaurants, supermarkets, and households. We are also involved uh, in a number of studies to look at uh, the impacts of food loss and waste that are dealing with human nutrition, with the impact on the global food prices, 
the potential for improving energy efficiency, the impacts of date marketing on food waste. There's a study on food recovery and redistribution, and I already mentioned to you the study on, uh, on, on natural resources and the environment, which is already published. There is also strategy development for the Near East and the Asia-Pacific region, and there are campaigns also planned for the next year. To coordinate all these activities, FAO has developed an umbrella program for the Global Initiative for Food Loss and Waste, which you see here, where we include all the different stakeholders, the private sector, civil societies, governments, research and development, and we're also dealing with, with cross-cutting uh, issues. And uh, we also include uh, uh, the different uh, bilateral arrangements also for funding initiatives. In working for food loss and waste, we also share our goal for reduction with other organizations of the UN family. And uh, I like to mention here the Zero Hunger Challenge of the Secretary General of the UN that is urging partners to scale up their efforts to end hunger in the world and working and achieving zero loss or waste of food. And uh, zero loss or waste of food is one of uh, the five components of the Zero Hunger Challenge. To deal with this, we had a meeting of 13 UN and international organizations in September 2013 to promote collaboration, information exchange, and coordination of their food loss and waste reduction activities in support of the zero loss and waste of food element of the Zero Hunger Challenge. And after this meeting, the agencies agreed that problem of food loss and waste, waste is huge, it is widespread, and it's complex, and it affects all parts of the food system. And it should be tackled by all the stakeholders. Food loss and waste, we believe, is one of the most effective ways of improving global food supply, and action and cooperation is needed by many. As I mentioned, uh, we are very much encourage organizations and companies working for food loss and waste to join our initiative and contribute to the common goal. And this may be done by sharing information and providing, providing access to the networks. It may be done by promoting the Safe Food Initiative and the Safe Food Link on your website, by supporting or contributing to the activities and shaping the Safe Food Program. And of course, we also hope that some of the partners are also interested to sponsor our activities. And I hope that will be also interesting for you. Thank you. Thank you for a great presentation. I think that was a really um, wonderful overview on the challenges we're facing, but also some of the innovative approaches the FAO is taking to improving data collection and next steps on, on different ways to solve some of these challenges. Um, maybe we can start with a few questions. We'll take three at a time and then um, give you a chance to respond, Dr. Team. Gordon. Uh, thank you very much for that presentation. Uh, I really appreciate the fact that FAO has taken the lead on this, and uh, it's great to see the work that's been done just in the last last year or two. Um, my concern is on the data collection side, and uh, I took note of, of the various studies you're doing there. Um, what do you see as the possibility of getting data on a per country basis by crop on food loss. Because it strikes me that one of the challenges we have here is that governments are not taking this uh, seriously. And if you talk to the World Bank, they'll say, well, often governments don't come to us and say that this is a challenge for us. And it's obviously a political issue for, for many governments as well. So I would be very interested in that question on, on what is the food loss by country, by crop, and the possibility that, uh, that we could start to generate data on that front. Should I answer? Sure, go ahead. Well, I think the the the, the interest of, of, of the different countries is very very different. Uh, 
I mentioned the, the EU fusion project, which is basically, which is the preparation for this, and uh, that, that is the, the, the EU is very much interested to collect the information and the data. Uh, we also have interest from, from other industrialized countries, from Japan, as, uh, as I mentioned. Uh, and we are working to, to, to create awareness also, to, to motivate also the more developing countries also to, to, to work for this and take it serious. And uh, we have some success already in, in the Near East region, where this was also included in, into, the, into the regional program of FAO. But I think more is more is needed, and uh, I think also the, the 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 efforts of the statistics groups also to develop methodologies also to to estimate this based on on available statistics. I think also would be important. But still, I mean, there 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 there's a lot of of, of work to be done. And as I mentioned, also the the, the methodologies of uh, estimating it or to to define also what. What we understand by by food waste, I think there's also something which is important has to come before that. Actually, maybe I'll ask a follow-on question to that. Um, I think one of the things we've seen in the U.S. is a big, it's been a big challenge to really get buy-in on some of the food security efforts that we're taking um, at a global level. What argument do you find is the most compelling is it the environmental aspects, the hunger challenges? I mean, for the partners that have really bought onto this, you know, why do you think that's the case? Yeah, I think that that that's also that that's also depends uh, on on the situation of the different countries. Uh, for for the developed uh, countries, uh, environment probably comes uh, at the top. Uh, CO2, as I mentioned, also if you look at the at, at the findings, also for for the uh, commodity and regional groups, uh, you see also where where the environment uh, is is important. I mentioned CO2 is is uh, meat and dairy here in this region. For example, in the Near East, uh, water is is uh, water use is is an important driver, and uh, it's also the interest is also coming in that region from from the better use of water, especially for for vegetable production. So. I think the, the the motivation will be different. Uh, um, to some extent, also I think in Europe, also doing good is I think uh, motivating the, the the people also uh, is is also is is an important driver in in Europe. Yes, Bill. The question that occurs to. <clears throat> The question that occurs to me is, uh, this is really great information, and I think it's an important initiative, but the integration with all the other elements of food security seems to me to be critical. There is a potential weakness in this in that there may be too much emphasis placed on this and not enough on other aspects of food security, like increasing production, social safety nets. How do you ensure that you have a kind of a balanced, integrated approach? As usual with the UN, there's a lot of talk about communication, collaboration, coordination. But how does this take place? Well, I think uh, one, one component is, is the, 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 the Zero Hunger Challenge, uh, which addresses also other aspects uh, which you mentioned. Uh, we also have a, a new set of programs in FAO where we are also developing a more and more cross-cutting approach, not 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 the, the focused on the technical disciplines, and the idea is also to by 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 this new approach also to consider all the different aspects of this. Yeah, I had a follow, sort of a follow-on question to that, because I think it's great that this topic is gaining momentum, because it's the kind of topic that's so complicated and so big that you just, you can't do it with a program, or I, almost to, to your point, Phil, you can't just do this. It's got to be almost a global movement, and you've, it's got to look different in different places. Um, but but I'm wondering how, how you're seeing momentum pick up, how, what kinds of um, categories and goals you're seeing. Because I, I look at the zero waste goal and don't think that's at all realistic. Um, just 
just because stuff is going to rot in fields and stuff is just going to not be high quality. So I'm, I'm curious both about like what, what are the tips you're asking people to take on or the challenges you're trying to move people toward and then conversely what do you think is maybe a realistic goal or uh, probably other folks in this room would maybe have some ideas around sort of a realistic maybe private goal if not a public goal. Yeah, I think um, it was already mentioned that there 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 estimates that there'll be about 60% more food needed by 2050 and uh, we believe a realistic goal is that half of this comes from reduction. So that means not not I mean all food waste will be of course. I mean there there also there 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 reasons uh, which you you cannot you cannot prevent. I mean there are always reasons uh, I mean overproduction due to climate and so on. I mean, you, you, you can try to, to plan as good as possible, that, but there will be always uh, reasons why. But I think there, there, there's a lot of scope and opportunities also for doing this. Uh, you ask, you, I think you also ask where, where, I mean, where to focus on. I mean, uh, at the moment, I think the, 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 uh, there, there's more movement on the consumer side. I mean, at least in, in Europe. I mean, this is really taking up. There, there's a lot of talk about this. There are initiatives. There are people interested in doing something. So I think that that is something. Uh, there, there, the awareness is, is is increasing on the importance on this, and and people trying to develop programs for for working on this. It is a bit. Uh, I think it needs more. More and more investment and also more stimulus uh, for 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 the more the the agriculture and the processing side, because also you have a lot of different partners involved in this, and the processors, the the collectors, and so on. So that 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 is a bit more complicated. And I think more investments and and working and and working with people is 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 there important. I'm Juan Peñarera from the GIC group. Uh, I want first to congratulate FAO and you for the study done, the, the initiative taken for safe food, uh, uh, the, the losses of waste in the, in, the food, in the food supply chain are, are huge. So that's a key element that has to be tackled for improving food security, as, as mentioned in the presentation. I have a, a um, One of the key points you mentioned at the end of the presentation are to to develop partnerships or potential partnerships and uh, to involve U.S. companies. I think that's that's key for for the if we want to improve the food security in the world. The U.N. is, is the leader uh, that converts all the countries, so I think that's is very important to to do that. So I, I want to say that, and, and the partnerships are, are key, as you mentioned, for developing the, the food security and improving the, and lessening the, the loss of, of waste in the food supply chain. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for mentioning it. I mean, in fact, one of the, the reasons why I'm here is also, I mean, also to Encouraged and, and motivate also partners from 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 your country also to join in this and get interested in this. So we believe this. Huh? I mean, th this is very important. Uh, I presented also the the, the Safe Food Initiative uh, on Monday during the Process Expo Fair, where this is a fair for for the processors for for dairy and and meat, uh, and. We're doing also a round of, of presentations here. So I think and I hope that, that this will also lead to, to increased cooperation also with, with the United States companies and organizations. Thank you. Hi, I'm with um, Community for Zero Hunger, which we're actually an initiative that is working to address the UN Zero Hunger Challenge. I'm um, wondering what you think about utilizing private sector or how private sector should be utilized at the local level to address these challenges this, um, for saving food, but our food loss, food waste, but also the broader elements of the UN Zero Hunger Challenge.
Thank you. I'm Brandon Banner with the U.S. India Business Council. Um, thank you for the presentation. Also, like to note the beautiful new building. This is really a nice place to be. Um, I'd like to follow up on the the private sector question. Ask you um, if you could provide a, a specific example, uh, maybe one or two, of how you're engaging the private sector uh, in ways. Uh, if a company were to want to sign up or a group of companies wanted to join, what kinds of things could they be expecting to be committing to or um, able to help out with? Um, you know, actually, I might let those questions be answered. Yeah, I think they're, 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 they're both questions are, are connected to each other. Uh, I think what what uh, the, the 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 value which can come from the private sector is is the the good knowledge of of the value change and and where the critical problems are. I think we are we are we are FAO is is a, is a more on on the production side and the details of of the value chains and and what can be improved. I think that that would be something where. We are really, I mean, like to, to have the cooperation also from the private sector. On the local level, well, I mean, this would be, I guess, would be mainly the distributors, the shops and, and uh, supermarkets and so on. And I think that that's also important. I mean, there, there are already initiatives in, in doing this uh, to, to prevent, I mean, to, to for example, to, to sell products uh, at a cheaper price when they are reaching, I mean, the expiry date and some such kind of initiative are, are being taken up in, in some some parts already. And I think also, I think also the the, the supermarkets can also can highlight it also the, the the importance of this through their channels. Hi, um, uh, this is Shawnee with the Save the Children. Thank you very much for this presentation. I wanted to ask you a little bit, just get your thoughts on some of the discussions happening around the post-2015 uh, dialogue. And um, it seems like there is fairly broad consensus on the need to measure food waste and food loss um, in the framework in the next you know, set of development goals. Um, many on the high-level panel seem to think that food waste is, is something relatively easy to measure, but um, they were skeptical about how consumption and production targets could be enforced. Um, so along these lines, and this is kind of also getting at the question around um, data per country per crop, I'm interested to know what your thoughts are around some of the high-level targets that are being proposed that go a bit deeper into just the zero uh, um, target into like some of that have been proposed like the high-level panel said reduce post-harvest loss and waste by X percent right by 2030 or reduce amount of food lost uh, through poor storage and waste by half or something like that and I'm just I'm wondering how viable you think these indicators might be for governments to report on one, and then two, how challenging or burdensome is it for individual governments to collect the data um, on the loss and, or waste? Difficult question. <laughs> it's, it's not an easy task, we know. Huh? I mean, it's, it's not an easy task to, to collect the information. Uh, I think uh, there, there may be need uh, for, for some indirect estimation of this, uh, which may not be that, that uh, accurate, but I think it, it, uh, it still will give us good, good enough information huh, to, to take action. Uh, with respect to the targets of, of the, the, the high level, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's, uh, it's good huh, to have some, some, some targets and objectives. Huh? Uh, we also have the development goals, 
So I think it's 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 important to reach uh, uh, have high high expectations, uh, but it, it's 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 a difficult uh, to to achieve this. I, I I admit. Can I ask just a quick follow up on this? Can you I mean, there probably would be some some uh, conversion factors to to establish some some conversion factors based on 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 the production. I think uh, the conversion factors and and considering the different value chains, I think that that could be a possibility of doing it. Thank you, uh, Gabe Leiser with AFAO. Um, we actually are receiving this question a lot of the places that we've met with people this week. Uh, on the US side, one of the group that has actually been really great at bringing together the private sector is the Food Waste Reduction Alliance. And they, they bring together the Food Marketing Institute, which actually help restaurants kind of quantify their own losses, the Grocery Manufacturers Association, and the National Restaurant Association. And they're very interested and knowing how much they're wasting because for them it's dollars if you tell like one of the example that happened is um not not us directly but walmart trying to figure how much food they were donating to the global food um global food banking network and they found out they're giving them almost 800 tons of food that believe per year almost four five six million dollars and for them that's profit that they were giving away so they came up with ways to um control their inventories so they were giving actually less because they can save money so we're working with a variety of the uh, of the partners in the private sector and they actually are the ones who are helping us figure ways to quantify the quantification issues has been the most difficult part which is why um, everywhere we go we are being asked for data but who is going to be the one to bring everybody together if we can do this uh, in, in a partnership form. So on the private sector side, we, we actually are really looking for help, especially from the U.S. And so hope you guys can help us with that. Sorry, I'm standing up because I, I wouldn't be seen otherwise. I'm John Lamb from Apt Associates. A um, few comments. When I was the agribusiness team leader at the World Bank from 2007 to 2010, we did a, a sort of a rallying cry called Missing Food, which was intended to be a document to um, call people's attention again to the issue of post-harvest losses, to update the state of play in terms of the community of practice that was seemed to be vanishing, to explore whether there were new sensors, new materials, and so on, in other words, new technologies that might make a difference, and to try using cereals in Africa to uh, move the ball forward in terms of measurement systems working with existing programs such as Ophelis. Uh, one of the core findings, which may be obvious to everybody in this room, but wasn't obvious to the general public, but it still hasn't been mentioned in the discussion, is the need to disaggregate indicators and not to talk about simply a quantity measure, but to talk about issues of value because as quality declines and condition declines really, uh, there's obviously a loss of value. So it is an all or nothing. So we were distressed to find and continue to be that people bandy about the term that 35% of food is in the world is lost without any particular basis. And they seem to imply that it's volume-based, but often it's actually value-based. And a third piece of the puzzle is, is loss of access to market or at least ability to compete in markets. So there's, more, there's at least three major kinds of indicators that have to be brought up that have not been mentioned in this room but should be part of the bigger discussion at, even at the high level panel level. A, another issue that um, we came across which I think is relevant to mention is the difficulty of getting support for post-harvest loss being such a huge topic, so difficult to handle. Uh, you know, do you do it for uh, little agriculture, in other words, do you do it for plant agriculture and animal agriculture? Do you include seafood and agricultural products? Do you even go to other products beyond that? So little agriculture, big agriculture is a major issue. 
The other issue, of course, is the difficulty of uh, defining where in the supply chain you're concerned about and the variability that exists within supply chains, even for the same commodity across the world. So the complexity of this, I think we all agree to. What uh, was important, I think, to also bring out was, uh, is important to bring out in this meeting, is the difficulty of getting actual major investment in the area. We were able, during that period, to get into the comprehensive framework for action for food security, um, wording that paid attention to post-harvest losses, even though it wasn't there initially, and that's probably the basis of some of what was discussed today across the UN. But we found that it was quite difficult to get a high level of co commitment, political commitment, and that in turn translated into lack of donor support, which in turn translated into lack of interest on the part of host country governments, which in turn kept the private sector from really rallying around a global cry. So the issue of, of figuring out where support is needed is a major one. And a third related area that I want to mention is the, the, the reality that post-harvest losses are so broad, so diffuse, so difficult to handle that it's really quite hard to get major attention and major money behind it. So there's an emerging movement to concentrate on major risk categories that, in, that contribute to post-harvest losses, mycotoxins and aflatoxins being a major one. And there are efforts underway in various quarters to try to connect them, knowing that they're joined at the hip and that, in fact, if you get attention on one, you may get attention on the other, and you'll have spillover effects. So I think interconnecting concerns that, are, that hit people closer in the gut that are life-threatening and so on may be the solution to trying to build a community of practice and more support for post-harvest loss reduction. Great. Thanks for that thought. Dan? Thanks. You, you, uh, I'm Dan Silverstein. I'm a private sector advisor. Sir, you, you just prompted me to grab the mic and, and announce something that uh, I've been thinking about for the last 15 or 20 minutes. So I have the solution. <laughs> I'd like to announce that I'm going to award $10 million to the person who comes up with the, to, or to the group that comes up with the comprehensive solution to, post, to conquering post-harvest losses, and I will make the announcement in Milan in 2015. My challenge will be to find the $10 million between now and 2015. But I, uh, I, I hesitated to do this because obviously I'm, I'm saying this in a jocular fashion. But as I am sitting and listening to all of this, two um, thoughts are running through my mind. The first one is football players in the NFL wearing pink equipment during games in, in honor of the month of October of fighting breast cancer. Somewhere there is an advocate who was able to overcome the clutter and to get into the NFL on the highest rated television programs and deliver a message that was so simple that all the players had to do was wear something pink. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that Peter Diamandis, I think that's his name, uh, did what I, I got my idea from him. He actually has the $10 million. And he offered $10 million to whatever group could come up with a way to launch a rocket into space and bring it back to Earth and have it be ready to be launched again within 14 days. Every engineering group in the world went to work in trying to find a way to build a rocket that could accomplish that. To Peter, it was a you'll excuse the expression, a lousy $10 million, and he's a multi-billionaire. And so it was easy for him to afford the money. And he only had to pay one $10 million unit to the winner. But he got to keep all of the ideas that were submitted that didn't make the, the, the final cut. Why don't we do something like that? I, and and ser seriously, where's the advocate and where's the motivation for every group in the world that thinks about this to, to arrive in Milan in two years with a brilliant solution that is going to be orders of magnitude closer to the answer than we are sitting here today? Thanks for listening to this. 
Great, thanks. And I think we had a question over here. Do you want to respond to that? Yeah, maybe. Sure. Directly to, to, to Milan. I mean, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that there is, there's a competition by the organizers uh, in Milan for, for good agricultural practices. They have also asked contributions at the moment, but uh, they can only give a they, 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 their reward is only a display and and a visit to to the to the expo, so they 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 don't have the possibilities to to donate ten millions. So, I mean, if 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 uh, well, if you can motivate people to do this, I think that would be great. Huh? Right here. Thank you, thank you again for for your, for that time to listening to me. Um, as you mentioned, there are and the private sector in engagement is is key. I'm repeating is key in the for for save the food to work. So you mentioned that the knowledge of the private sector of the value chain is is also is one of uh, a lower level uh, dimension to to engage the private sector. So. I think that we have to be inno innovative and very creative to find solutions, to find ways of engagement of the private sector, the private sector with with uh, collaborating organizations or, or other private sector companies to to invest in in the solutions in in transfer of technologies to developing countries that will boost the 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 waste of uh, the 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 waste will, will be reduced from the processing and post harvest losses. So I, I just want to make that comment, and I think we have the the capabilities to do that. And and thank you. Okay, thanks. Actually, following on the, the private sector, could you give a little bit more depth of, to what types of companies are already signed on to the initiative? Yeah, I mean, as a, as a, as a, I mean, our partner is coming from, from the packaging industry, so at the moment uh, it's, it's uh, largely focused on the packaging industry. But, uh, I mean, uh, we, are, we are also interested in, in, in other parts of the value chain. Huh? Yeah. The, the Chicago, um, uh, the global... We can raise. Yeah, I think if you if you go to to our website, you, you you'll also find uh, ideas what the criteria are and and basically, I mean what what Gabriel mentioned. I mean, I mean the one of the main criteria is that uh, the partner has to do something actively for for this goal. So that that's 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 the the, the main criteria for it. I, sorry, can I can I say something also for what, what John said earlier about the, uh, the 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 indicators for losses and I think uh, it, yeah we we have to consider this uh, we 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 talked about uh, quantitative losses of course there also the the quality is is also plays an important role uh, the loss of quality and also the the value. You mentioned also the the, the important uh, areas where you can do something is is uh, the safety of the products, and you mentioned the the, the aflatoxin, which basically affects the safety. But uh, what I also want to highlight is also the, especially also in the in the vegetable and, and fruit sector, is also organizational things and planning and organizations. Uh, 
standards, quality standards, uh, uh, shape of, of products and so on. I mean that that's also to to a large extent is also reason for 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 losses of, of food, and I think that that's also an important subject. And if you remember, I mentioned that that vegetable is 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 the the most important contributor in in, in the industrialized Asia. So then I think that that shows us also where we have to we have to look to. Great. We'll go here to Phil, and then Jordan. Did you have a comment? You know, okay. as we on me is that waste is highly differentiated. If you look at waste in the United States or developed country, you have labeling issues. You know, uh, you go to the heart of uh, the business sector. You know, you you could actually affect demand. You know, you could have longer shelf life. You know, there has been some studies recently issued that said that the use by dates really are not truthful and can be adjusted. And, and certainly that is a factor in waste in developed countries, and that affects overall supply. It also affects profit margins and demand. And it seems to me that if you're going to do a thorough job, uh, you're not only going to do the developing countries' waste and loss, but you want to focus on this aspect in developed countries, which I would suggest from a financial perspective is far greater. Jordan Day with Grain Pro. I, I just wanted to respond to actually something uh, you said earlier, Phil, um, about uh, could this be sort of a distraction from the food security uh, conversation or the work that we're doing on food security? And I think that that is a sort of it's a dangerous construct because food loss is obviously it's integral to the food security uh, uh, to solving food security. And so I didn't want to let that that sort of notion hang out there. I think the, the question about food waste, it's a little more complicated. Um, but certainly, we need to increase agricultural production. But if at the same time, we're having serious losses, whether they're quantitative or qualitative losses, um, we've got a real real challenge. And, and I think that's what that's what I appreciate what the World Bank did. Uh, and, and John and his team really did, I think, raise the initial awareness around this question and what the FAO is doing now. Uh, and, and the Gates Foundation has been very critical to this as well. Uh, but this is critical. The food loss is critical to the food security equation. We can't, I think th that has to be agreed upon. And, and if, we don't, if we don't agree on that, then we've got much bigger problems. Any other questions? Okay. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you're, you're, I mean, labeling is, is, is an important uh, subject. And I understand that in your country it's, it's, it's very complicated and very controversial. There is, uh, again, on, on, on their, their efforts also to, to bring some, some systematic into this uh, through the codex. Uh, there, there, there are works going on on this. And uh, there is also a new a directive uh, for the EU also to specify this also. So there, there is also work on this. And I mean, I think it's also would be also useful also to think about this also in, in your country. What what could be done? I mean, I I am surprised to 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 hear that uh, the processors are not uh, interested in in the different. Uh, I mean, I I understand that the even different states have different regulations. And I'm surprised to hear that the processors and, and uh, distributors are not concerned about this if they have to deal with different uh, regulations in, in your different states. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I would expect that, that uh, they are not interested in, in the different regulations in the different states. But, I mean, uh, that's something probably it could be looked at. Thanks. Um, actually, okay, Johanna, why don't you go ahead? Well, I, I was just going to jump in on this because it's one of my favorite. And that is that part of the reason I think that the labeling issue is such a big one in the U.S. is because people fundamentally don't have a strong connection to agriculture and food production. So it's really difficult for the layperson to know, is this good or bad, or how do I tell if this food is still edible? I'm just going to go by what the government says is okay, which is that date. Um, I think it's we have to be careful to distinguish the labeling debate over GM products from the, the use-by label date, because those are 
very, very different things. But I think that there's a real opportunity, and Meg, you, you guys are doing this at Agree, there's a real opportunity to start talking to consumers a lot more about what is food, how is it good, how do you use it, how long does it last, and that starts to further a whole lot of different goals, including this um, goal of saving food and not throwing it out before it's, before it's gone. So I think in the U.S. domestic um, setting, there's a real opportunity to advance the discussion and understanding around food and agriculture and how it, how it sort of integrates with your life. But I think that the discussion and the savings and the opportunity on the international side, especially on the um, poverty reduction side, they're very different, they're very distinct, they're equally large opportunities, but we have to just look at them in very different ways. My sense is that ultimately if the U.S. gets and then Europe start to get a great momentum going behind this, this effort, it starts to fill, spill over into our international efforts in a really positive way. Thanks. Um, actually, if we don't have any more questions, maybe we should go ahead and, and wrap it up. Is that seems like it's been a very lively discussion. We've hit on a lot of different topics from what can be done in the developed countries and the industrial world, industrialized world and both on the developing side and uh, addressing loss and waste. So this has been an excellent opportunity to have you here with us, Dr. Team. And I'd like to invite you all to thank me and or join me in thanking him.